Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In 4 weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose 1 to 2 pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Battlefield Show. I am Scott Gibson, your Commander-in-Chief, guiding you through the battlefield of life. You know what you're here for. No more messing about. Stick the tape in. Hit the track. Onwards! How you doing, team? Episode 26. I don't know what number this is within current lockdown. Um, I hope you're well. hope you're safe. Goes without saying. Uh, this is a Battlefield show. Um, thank you to everybody who has got in touch with questions for the episode. Everyone who has subscribed. Everyone who has joined the Patreon as well. Uh, or Patreon. However the fuck you see it but thank you to all the legends who are now uh fully fledged members of the battlefield army um if you want to support the show you want to support me it's the best way to do it um go to patreon.com forward slash big scott gibson uh episodes of the podcast come out every wednesday uh patreon episode drops every friday and they'll get lockstra lockstra which is gaelic for lots of uh extra goodies in there as well now some of you may have seen from posts on social media, um, or even if you're on my website, um, I've put up some new, brand new comedy albums. Uh, it's ones, it's recordings that I've had for a while, um, and I've just no, I don't know why I've not put them out, but they're out now. So they're on the website, um, you can get them through Bandcamp for £5 for each of the album. I fucking steal my, I'm giving them away. I'm giving them away. Um, but go and check them out. 
Anywhere But Here is up, Life After Death, um, there's a live recording for Glasgow and a live recording for the Newcastle Stand, which is the Anywhere But Here tour show, A Nice Week Hour, which was an amazing gig. Um, I remember getting the booking for that and it was like at half six on a Saturday or six o'clock on a Saturday uh, and I thought there'll be nobody there, it's part of a festival right and they, they put you in at these weird times and I thought there'll be nobody there and the place was packed, I don't think it was quite sold out but it was as close to a sellout as you can get and it was it was unbelievable man, I, could, I did not expect to get those numbers and I think they were worried because, um, certainly not the day I was on but usual with the stand man a lot of it's quite fucking arty and kind of you know lefty comic let's say safe right and um they were delighted to have me booked in on that saturday because there must have been about maybe 60 stags in different hen parties because it's newcastle I mean, it's a party town um so that was an amazing gig great wee gig and the recording of that is also available live at the newcastle stand now you can get all of these for free, for free, if you are a patron. Um, one of the albums went out last week, and the other albums are going to be coming out on over the next couple of weeks, free to patrons, and they'll also get a digital download as well. So become a patron. You can do so for as little as five dollars a month. It's the fucking best way to get extra content and some fucking goodies. There was an episode dropped uh, the other day on Monday, uh, a nice wee chat I had with myself and the wonderful Harry Dyer. Um, so yeah, getting a patron. Oh, and that was been happening. Fuck all, man. Surviving the lockdown. It's getting tough. It's getting tough, team. Um, if it wasn't for the clap or eight pm on a Thursday, I don't know if I would know what day of the week it is. You know. I I, I think we started that partially to remind us all of a central point. Going fuck, it's eight o'clock on a Thursday. Minutes and hours, hours, or seconds. It is inception, man. But I hope you are safe. I hope you're well. Do you know what? And it's pathetic to say it, man. But I am, I am missing coffee. I'm missing good coffee. Now, I'm a, I'm a lover of coffee. We spoke about it many a times on this, on this podcast. Um, I actually got an AeroPress the other day, right? Slowly but surely building the coffee paraphernalia. You know, we've got I've got a nice uh, kind of steel um, shelving unit in the kitchen, uh, top shelf dedicated to cookbooks and coffee stuff. So we've got the V60 up there, the Hario, Hario, uh, Japanese. Uh, they, they boys, the Japs know they know coffee. There's something about the the, Jap, the Japanese. Never been to Japan, would love to go. Um, they're kind of a more advanced. China, China, in the sense that they, you know, they don't fuck about in Japan as well. I like that about them, you know. Uh, now, with the way the world is, um, the lockdown situation, I like countries that don't fuck about, right? I like Asia, I like the Chinese, I like the Russians, you know. Don't do that, or we'll murder your family. Oh, but I didn't know, and then they're all dead. I like that level of follow through if you like you know they kind of they don't fuck a buttery of it all right and the japs have that you know they think they're quite kind of <laughs> and then you wake up in a bath of sand right with your throat cut and your asshole burst they don't fuck about now it seems as if the japanese take things 
and they become obsessed by it and then they become the best in the world or they have a version of something right um obviously ramen is a big thing now that's crept over it in the west right but things like pizza they're fucking mad on pizza sushi um i sat and watched a video the other day a, a, a japanese boy making knives you know talking you through how you sharpen knives kitchen knives right and how he's trained for fucking 15 years with a grandmaster now there's a there's a grandmaster and everything in japan which makes me think uh is there an all's lodge over there I, I wonder if there is a grandmaster sitting in a lodge in Ayrshire who is a, a master sushi maker you know the masons freemasonry eh? it has the roots in the, the knights of templar you know i imagine they boys must have made it to japan at some point maybe 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 the japanese are uh masons i don't know i really should start taking notes instead of just kind of talking about shit off the top of my head but um they, they love a coffee the japs is the point i was getting to um I, there's a there's a video i'm trying to remember the guy's name I want to say Peaceful Cuisine. I want to say that's what it's called. And it's on YouTube. It's a YouTube account. And it's a, a Japanese guy. Harigato. And uh, it's very... It's very. It's exactly what it says in the tin. It's very peaceful. Right? And he makes uh, food. And cakes and shit. And uh, he's got his wee Japanese minimalist house. You know? And it's all... Harigato. And... In one of the episodes, this is how I started to, to find out about the guy. He he makes coffee, right? And one of these siphon things, which is probably the next thing I'm going to get is a siphon. Effectively, it's a, a Bunsen burner and a glass jar. And somehow, through science uh, or witchcraft, if you are a God-fearing person, witchcraft, you basically heat the water, it siphons through, hence the name, into the coffee, and then fucking Robert Shafeather's brother, you've got a cup of coffee, right? But this boy... Roasties or gets his beans out, right? And I remember watching it, and, and this is when I didn't really know a lot about coffee. The coffee beans are white, white before they're roasted, right? And he puts in a wee cage, and he fucking burns it, he cooks them, roasts them over a, a fucking like a wee camping stove, and he roasts his wee beans, you know, and then grinds them down and fucking makes it. Right, makes the makes the coffee, <laughs> and it's all kind of therapeutic, fucking banzai, right? Very very calming, uh, you know, peaceful things to watch because he doesn't talk in it, and it's all that sensory ASMR shite, right? But it's 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 nice, it's it's quite calm, and it's nice to have on in the background when you're doing a bit of work. These peaceful cuisine videos, you know, and the boys, because he talks in Japanese, you know. Anyway, what was I trying to say? Fuck knows. They're good at coffee, right? And I'm missing coffee. So, I've got a V60. That's how we get talking about the Japanese, because Hario is a Japanese company. I've got a V60, which is a drip coffee thing. Put the filter on the top, water in, drips through. Hario V60. Cheap as well, man, which is odd. Um, probably the same price as an Aeropress. Maybe a bit cheaper. The the V60 dripper itself is like six quid. And no, you can get metal ones, you can get glass ones, and you can get plastic ones, right? 
don't buy anything other than the plastic one because the steel one, the metal one, it gets too hot and it'll burn your coffee. It'll burn your beans. Your beans will be burning, right? You'll be making a coffee going, fuck me, my beans are burning. Don't get a metal one. It gets too hot. The glass one is just going to break, right? Because we're busy people, okay? Well, no, you're no Japanese. If you're Japanese, buy a glass one, right? You've probably got the, you know, the patience to, ah, da, da, ah, da, da, da. and then you maybe there be fucking, you know, what and put it back but we're all fucking in the dishwasher up at whatever right so plastic solid six quid on amazon man and uh that's a job get yourself the filters and then i bought the the wee plastic jug it comes with um again it's, it's worth getting it's like fucking a 10 or something like that it's not a lot of money and uh it's just fits all together perfectly. Plus, it's microwaveable, so you can warm the pot up, right? So that's a V60. There, I've, I'd had a friend, the wonderful Fern Brady was the first person I saw with a V60. Um, and, I mean, I, I love Fern. She's a great comic, but she's a great person. And I fell in love with her even more that day when she had a V60 and her anxiety was playing up and it was she was panicking for a minute, thinking every cunt's going to want some of my coffee. And then when I saw how she reacted to, you know, people going, get back the fuck away from my Aeropress, I thought, she's a good egg, man, you've got to protect your coffee, so if you've seen these V60s, it's like a kind of plastic tube, kind of plunger thing, right, designed by an American guy, and um, ordered it the other day, turned up, and it's, it's alright, it's alright, um, I don't think it makes as good a coffee as the V60, but... I'm gonna I'm gonna persevere with it. I need to understand a bit more about brewing uh, numbers, you know, ratios, grams to water. Um and apparently the V60 thing as well saying it you have to have the water at 80 degrees less than but I don't know. It's, it's getting a bit technical now, you know, but we'll persevere until we find the perfect fucking brew on the V60. Um But aye, siphon's probably the next thing you get, and then eventually I'm gonna get an espresso machine eventually but the thing the thing with espresso machine is that unless you're unless you go real high end and get a really really good machine do you know what i mean like even if you were to buy like a small commercial machine or go like to one of the kind of home ones like the sage ones or something like that or gadget i mean you could be talking up was that grand you know and that's a lot of fucking coffee, man. It's a lot of money. And I know there'll be people that are like, just get an espresso. Suck my fat dick. Right? An espresso is, is literally a pod. Okay? I'm talking about proper fucking... Temp... No, fucking... I'm talking about all that shit. Very good coffee. Um, So I'm missing coffee. I'm missing... I'm a, I was thinking the other day, am I missing a coffee shop? Probably not, because I thought in my head, maybe it's the kind of social thing, I'm, I'm missing being out. But I, I tend not to really sit in coffee shops that much. If I am in a coffee shop, I'm going to maybe be doing a bit of work. Uh, and then I'll go to a Starbucks or something like that, because it's bigger and there's a bit more space. Um, because a lot of the coffee shops in Edinburgh are quite small, independent ones, which is fair enough. But I, I am missing, like, good coffee. I think I'm also missing Sunday brunch, man. Not a TV show. Just gonna remember brunch. Oh. Remember their days. Yeah. 
wake up on a Sunday, back at 10, you know, get yourself together, have a quick coffee in the house just to, just to get you going, you know, and get the tour manager sorted, and we would head off on the search of a brunch place, and you sit and have some fucking eggs benedict, man, oh, some eggs benny, oh, couple of good coffees, we potted about, back up the road, eh, remember the days? They were good days, man. But we're in the jail. We're on lockdown. I think I think that's what I'm missing. I think I'm missing sitting having Sunday brunch somewhere and a good coffee and just just chilling, man. Just relaxing and feeling as if you know I've done my gigs for the week. I tend not to gig that much on a Sunday anymore. And just just relaxing, man. You know, just chilling. That's what I'm missing. But coffee is a big part of that. Once this is all done, it'll be interesting to see, first of all, what businesses survive, right? What businesses have su- have survived this lockdown? And also how they reintroduce themselves back into kind of normal society, because I, I imagine there were people who are tempted to to really ramp up their prices, you know? They're, they're, I imagine there were businesses who have realised that either in the last couple of months they are essential to everyone's day-to-day living, in which case they might up their prices, or there are businesses who realise that they are now a luxury item or a luxury brand. And because people have had this kind of three months, four months, however long it's going to be, where they've not been able to access that, they know that they've got you by the fucking bars, wee man. Eh? You want an eggs benedict, cunt? 40 quid. You want 40 pounds for eggs benedict? I'm going to make it in the house. And then you make it in the house and you have fucking what looks like a... It, to be honest with you, right? I try to make eggs benedict in the house. Right? Scran Glasgow. If you are in or near Glasgow and you don't go to Scran for food, you are a fucking arsehole. Scran in Glasgow is the best place to get brunch. In the whole of Glasgow, right? And surrounding area. I'd go as far as that. In fact, probably Scotland. It's the best, right? And the people that ran it were putting up videos online how to make how to make poached eggs and then how to make Hollandaise sauce. So I tried it. My poaches, they looked like afterbirth. That's what it looked like. I remember watching Scott on the, the Instagram video that he posted, and you, you put your egg in a ramekin. And then you introduce, as the uh, chef to him, you introduce the ramekin to the water. You know, ramekin water, water, ramekin. Put it in the water, so some of the water comes in, the ramekin starts to kind of, you know, cook, seal that egg. And then you dip it in. And every single time he made these beautiful eggs, and then when I'd done it, it looked like somebody had fucking had a water birth. Right? Was chasing it round. The yolk was hanging out one bit, and it's like, ah! horrendous but it still tasted like eggs benedict the the hollandaise sauce i nailed that a wee bit again i was stupidly i was trying to watch the video and do it at the same time right and that's a mistake i should i should have watched it a couple of times got it in my head maybe even written it down maybe even written it down right it's serious stuff um 
And again, because we've no all this is happening because we've moved out of this gaff and then lockdown. I can't even get to IKEA. I need to get to IKEA, man. I need to get fucking stuff in my kitchen. My main excuses. Your main excuses, big man. Long story short, Hollandaise was uh, was maybe over the the water for a bit too long, and it went a bit thick, right? But we here's a tip: we bit of hot water, you know, hot water, and in, in the thick holidays, thin it right down, and oh. Hollandaise was good, man. It was good. But my poaches were awful. No, in hindsight, looking back, I think maybe my eggs weren't that fresh because I know for a good poachy, you need fresh eggs. Okay? So maybe my uh, my egg supplier at the co-op, not the freshest. I'm not sure. But I will perfect Eggs Benedict. I will get there. And when I do, fucking watch it, man. One thing I have nailed is a, is a Rosti. Oh, I'm making myself hungry now talking about this. But I did make a good Rosti. Anyway, that's what I'm missing, man. Missing coffee. I'm missing going out for lunch. Going out for dinner. Just a fat bastard. <laughs> But it'll be interesting to see what happens once this is over. It's going to end, man. It's going to end. Don't worry about it. It's going to end. You know, we'll get through this. I saw the other day on a on a website that this the 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 time we're going through just now is now being referred to as the Great Pause. And I thought, fuck off, man. You now you've had like the Great Depression, bloody. Bl-. They're calling us the Great Pause when the Earth stood still. Fuck off, man. I, I, I saw an article, and I wonder if I've still got it here uh, in front of me. And it was about the uh, basically the, the impact that COVID nineteen and the current lockdown has had on the world. Right? How it's affected, how it's affected, you know, global warming. How it's affected the air pollution, and obviously it's had a positive effect on everything. Right? You don't need to be a fucking scientist to understand that. But once this is over, everything's going to go back to the way it was. Everything's going to go back to the way it was because I know that there are some of us who are still full of optimism about how, you know, life's going to be great and this is giving us a realisation as to what's important in life. You need to understand, people, right, we do not give a fuck about anyone or anything, Right? Now, I know I joke, right, and I'm, I'm probably joking now, but everything will go back to the way it was, okay? We will go back to driving everywhere instead of walking. We'll go back to throwing stuff in any fucking colour or bin we want, you know? Even when, once this is all over and the applauding stops, is anybody going to actually physically do anything? For NHS staff. Are we going to do anything for them? People are going into work. Because here's the other thing as well. This is a job. Right? At the end of the day, it's a job. It's not, it's not a... Like, they know, they've not been handpicked. They've not been selected. Yes, they've put themselves forward for it. They've trained for it. They want to do it. But it's a fucking job. And they, right now, are dying. People are dying going to work 
and they're saying to you, I don't have protection to do my job. I don't have the things I need to properly do my job. I am underpaid and undervalued for the job that I do. And we stand and clap for one minute. <laughs> That's it. And when the lockdown's done, and we all go back to normal, nothing will change. I'm not going to get into heavy politics here, right? But now is the time to start looking and thinking about how this has been handled. What the government is saying, right? This isn't the entertainment. The amount of people who I have seen recently posting videos and pictures of Piers Morgan going like, it's a fucking bad time and Piers Morgan's the only one going, if you're agreeing with what he's saying, then fucking do something. Now, the opposite side of that coin is, I don't have a problem with you going, I'm doing nothing. Fair enough, because at least you're honest. Most of us are doing fuck all. I haven't done anything for anybody. I've stood out there, I've clapped every week, right? I felt emotional the very first time I did it. I was crying, because it was, it was emotional, man. I, I, I have never, I've never seen so many of my neighbours before. Every single person, almost every single person, out on that, on their balconies, applauding. It was, it was moving. And then last Thursday there, you could see people out, doing that, doing that clap you do when you're young, when you just, you just can't be asked. Or there's people, no, I've never seen fathers so desperate to grab their babies as I have done at 8 o'clock on a Thursday. So they don't need to, oh, I'm holding away. I'm holding away. I'm pretty sure one of the guys in a flat just had a melon with a face drawn on it. Ah, oh, it's the wind, mate. I can't. Oh, I, God save us. <sighs> what am I trying to say? I don't know, man. I don't know. But something's got to be done. Because here's the thing, once this is all over, your government is still Tories. Whether you think Boris Johnson is more central or some Tories, it's still a Tory government. Look at what is coming up on your social media feeds. I've never seen so many adverts for private health insurance in my life. Health insurance isn't a thing that's even part of our vocabulary, it's an American thing, because we have the NHS, that's what makes us unique. It's probably not going to be a shock to, to most of the ones this is over that we're, we're all maybe encouraged to get private healthcare, you know? People get into their work to try and help others. And we complain and moan because there's nurses doing TikTok videos. <laughs> I'm a comic man. This is what I do for a job. You know? I uh, got them down the country, tell stories. A jester. Old fashioned clown. My my job is near life or death. Sure, I, I've had some nice comments. I've had people get in touch with me after shows. Some of the topics or things that you've discussed 
has maybe helped him in a way or it's maybe brought up some memories or it's made him think about something, right? And that's always nice to hear. But nobody's ever gone home and said, Mr Gibson, my uh, mother came to your gig uh, at the weekend and uh, as soon as she came home, uh, she uh, shouted up the stairs, there's no hope for uh, anyone and, and blew her brains out. It's never happened. You know, or I've never been doing a gig and suddenly people in the audience have just died because the jokes haven't been good enough because the jokes are always fucking good enough. But you think having to go to your work every day, knowing that potentially people are going to die because of something that you've done wrong or you've you've no, I must. I mean, a friend, a friend of mine. I'll no, I'll no say her name just in case she doesn't want me to know this story. But a friend of a friend um, was a junior doctor. Now this is years ago. This is probably 12 years ago. And uh, long story short, the guy had a, had a breakdown because he just could not cope with the pressure of losing people on a daily basis based on decisions that he had made. And I remember him saying at the time that he didn't know how to fix people. He just knew that he had two, three, four things that he could try for each one of the symptoms and it's a case of working your way through the list until you find something that works and sometimes before you get a chance to actually fix them you lose them and that must be an unbelievable fucking stress to bear yet people are doing that every single day right now and we're moaning about not having enough good things to watch on Netflix (laughs) I'm sick going, fuck, there's never anything good on fucking Netflix. Or I find something good and then I watch it and then that's it done. When there's some poor fucker just done an 18 hour shift. You know? Ferry indeed bodies about. And then they've got to go home to their own house. Probably shitting themselves in case they're taking some kind of disease virus back. Fuck those, man. Something's got to change. Something's got to change once this is all over. It's got to, otherwise, this is going to be the biggest wasted opportunity that any of us have ever had in our life because no one, no one before us, none of our parents, 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 nobody in history has had probably the opportunity that we've had now where the world's in such a state that it has stopped and we have a chance to be reflective on ourselves and, and the environment we're in. And if we don't do anything from it, man, it'll be the biggest fucking waste ever. I miss coffee. <laughs> One thing I saw, right, was like, wild wildlife is returning to the cities. Why? Why? If there's wildlife returning to cities... That's, that's idiots. That's idiot wildlife. You're telling me there isn't any fucking retarded badgers out there. You know? Couple of badgers sitting fucking having a bit of chat. And the wee retarded pal Derek's. Oh, fucking hell, Derek. Ah, my seagull! Stay in the fucking fields. This is the one I saw. Mountain goats. Mountain goats uh, are, are in Wales. 
Is that not where they've always been? Ah, but now they're in cities. Well, they're, they're fucked up then. They should be up a mountain. The name's in the fucking title. Spitting everywhere. Mountain goats in Wales. Uh, wild boar have been seen in Barcelona, apparently. The wild boar are probably coming down to Barcelona, going, uh, how's guys, they can't chase this. In a, in a city that's still... Have they still got bullfighting in Barcelona, or is it done now? See, if I was a wild boar, and my pa was like to me, John, there's fucking, there's Nick on, there's Nick on the high street, mate. I'm telling you, do you want to go down, do you want to go down the high street and check out the fucking fashion district? Come on, man, treat yourself. We've not been doing that in years, you know, since they built that new apartment block and all the fucking cunts are kicking about. We, we always get chased. News or chance, I'm a, I'm a boar. Leave me alone. Wild boars should be that very thing. Wild. Don't go in a fucking city, man. The one that got me the best was uh, San Felipe in Panama. Raccoons. Right? Raccoon. Raccoons are apparently in uh, San Felipe in uh, Panama. You'll get eaten. There are, there are, I know it's nice when you go like, see when you're just seeing like a, a beautiful wee picture, I saw it in the Guardian, right? And it was a street in London, the photograph was taken at night, beautiful black and white photograph, street light just shining on the street as a street light does, you know? And uh, it's a beautiful, very moving picture, and just right in the centre of the shot was a fox, you know? Just a wee fox just sitting looking at the cameraman and I thought to myself nature has returned you know we are the virus I really did think that I really did honest to god we are the virus it's us we are the virus fuck you you cunt okay fuck you to hell and back and twice in your bum shut up because like I said see once this is over you're going to go back to leaving rat poison out and throwing fucking stones at a fox. Or you'll be sitting with your fucking teenager son, borderline personality disorder, with an air rifle waiting for a fox to come back so you can shoot the bastard. Okay? There are certain animals that need to stay back. They need to be a bit more weary. You know? If I'm a fucking a raccoon, a raccoon, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right where I am. I'm like, mate, I'm a raccoon. I like fuck off tree, a pond, you know, whatever fucking raccoons want. Mountain goats, do you want to come down to the valley? No, mate. Do you know how? Because I'm not a valley goat. I'm a mountain goat. And I'm on a mountain. Someday had, I saw a picture on Twitter and it was like coyotes in LA. You're like, you're gonna get fucking shot, mate. You're gonna get shot. People are like, isn't it just so nice that nature's coming back? No one a coyote's sitting in its fucking face. This is a country where they shoot people for a laugh. And you get some coyote wandering down to see Tom Jones' star in the Walk of Fame. Has Tom Jones got a star? I fucking, he better have. He better have. Fucking 
not unusual to have fun. But it How you liking your setup? I'm having to, I'm having to get creative. I'm having to, I'm having to, I'm having to get creative with the space because I've not got a lot of space in the room. Um, I am adamant that this is my, my office stroke YouTube studio stroke, um, you know, uh, fucking getaway, my my creative zone. Um, the missus is adamant that it's a spare room, and uh, she wins. She's right. So I am having to get a little bit smarter with the space. So let me know what you think of this new setup, and uh, if you're uh, if you're listening to this on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, Acast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, every fucking podcast player gone. And you're saying, Big Man, what are you, what are you saying? What do you think of this? We can't see. Well, you can see me on YouTube, you dick. Because as well as the wonderful audio dulcet tones of my voice, these episodes are recorded and they are on YouTube. Go to the website, scottgibsoncomedy.co.uk. All the links to the social medias are there. If you don't buy this point, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Subscribe to the page on YouTube and subscribe on some kind of platform for the podcast. You are a fucking sexual predator. I've said it. And I'm not taking that back. <laughs> subscribe, man. I wonder if anybody has found God during lockdown. And if you found him, send him him. He's more wants to know where he's been. <laughs> Remember, you used to see the adverts quite a lot before this, and it would be in the back of a bus. I would always see them in the back of a bus, and it would say simply, "Have you tried praying?" Question mark. As if that's what's been wrong in your life, you know, an abusive partner, shite job, nay money, eh? And you're like, "Oh, do you know what that is? It's because I've not been praying to a fucking made-up cunt in the sky." Now, if you are listening to this and you are deeply religious, then you're wrong. I'm worried about you, and please get in touch as you need help. If you're an adult, if you are over the age of, I would say, 16, and you believe that there is a God, then I think you're mentally ill. Okay? Now, you can be spiritual, and I think it's a different thing, but I think if you believe that there is a, a creator and his, his son came and then the Jews killed his son and then the, the animals went on the boat and then there was the snake in the garden and he's like, oh, I want an apple. You're an idiot. But I wonder if there's anybody who has found God. I wonder if any of us are going to meet up again with friends and family after the lockdown's done and they're going to come in with a very cold-looking kind of shirt and tie, you know, and you're like, what the fuck's he with him? I just wanted to tell you that I've actually found God during lockdown. You're like, what? I watched um, Unorthodox on Netflix. You should watch it, it's good. I like watching things that get me angry. And that got me angry. Um, unorthodox, what's it about? It is about Jewish community living in Wildensburg in New York City. And I kind of, it's just obviously a story, right? But to be fair, I have watched two documentaries in the past about people who have been cut off from the Hasidic Jewish 
community and how difficult their lives have become or women who have tried to escape from that community. Now, it's a tough one because I don't know enough about the religion, Jewish religion, to really discuss it in any depth. And if anything uh, has taught us um, in history, you don't want to piss off the Jews. So watch it. It's great. The one thing that is really difficult about it is the girl who is the lead looks about at a push 12 years of age at a push she really looks as if she's seven so the fact that she's married and that she's i suppose at some point becoming a woman and finding her own sexuality it's very, for me very uncomfortable to watch because she is a child now i imagine that maybe she's a wonderful actress and i, I imagine the casting was done because some of the women in, the, in these real fucking high end, high end, no high end, but real like fucking to the to the word religious groups, they, these young women are set in a marriage at seventeen. I would imagine even younger. It's not. It's not. That's not covered in the show. But I would imagine even younger, they are offered in a marriage, and. Uh, it's a it's a story about her trying to to escape the the situation in, in the marriage that that she's in, and she flees to Berlin where her mother is, and her mother also escaped from the uh, the religious prison that she was in. Uh, her husband, the character in the film, is a, a drunk and an abuser, and she she escapes that, and uh, it's it's a great. It's a great show. It's a good watch. Uh, not enough. Not enough of a strong end. Um, is what I disliked about it, um, and that it kind of ends. They kind of fade to black, and it's like you know everybody's, everybody's all right. And I'm going no. For this to end, somebody needs a throat cut. There need there needed to be a bit more of a. What's the word I'm trying to look for? There needed to be a bit more revenge if you like or repercussion for their actions that's what i felt um but it's a good watch man there's also a documentary that's on netflix as well and i think it's i think it's called escape or i can't remember the name of it but if you watch unorthodox it will give you as an option to watch and it is about telling three people's stories trying to escape from um that kind of strong orthodox jewish community it's terrifying man it's worrying you know especially when when religion holds such a fucking grip on people's lives, and again, like a total roll of the dice that you are born into that, you know. Now you could be, you could be born, you know, in Jewish faith, Muslim, Christian, whatever you are, and your family has no real strong connections to it. But you know, over history of time, that's what you maybe identify as if your push comes to shove. And then you could be born into a family that is fucking, you know, fucking don't you. I remember in the documentary there was a guy talking about how he had been basically excommunicado um, and he had to effectively work not as a slave because slaves are a bit extreme right but he effectively had to take himself to the point of bankruptcy you know doing work for free and doing work for really heavily undercut in order to get back into the community leaders good books again so they would start to send him business 
it's basically the mafia with more religion, you know. But watch it; it's good, uh, unorthodox. Let's do some questions, man, because we're at fucking, we're at fucking nearly 40 minutes. Jesus Christ, Gibble. We've had a few. Um, thanks, everybody, got in touch. God almighty. Um, Facebook and Twitter. Um, let's just jump straight in. Andy Henderson. Andy boy, Facebook. Andy's asked, is the cigar smoking doing it for you? It is, Andy. It is. I'm enjoying it. I've had a couple of cigars now. I'm not doing it, obviously I'm not doing it every day or every night. Um, I've had two cigars since they have arrived. And I have to admit, I am quite enjoying them. Both of them I've had at night, on the balcony, sitting with a, with a, a drink or a nice coffee. And... Uh, just, just enjoying it, aye. It's, it's nice. It's, it definitely, it definitely does something to. Obviously, I mean, it does something to your taste buds. It definitely does something to your, to your mouth. Um, to use a chef term, mouth feel. Uh, something to look for in, in food and drink. It definitely changes the way in which you taste alcohol or taste, for example, coffee um, while you're smoking. Definitely, without a doubt. Um, and there's something quite, there's something quite calming in it. There's something very gesturative as well when you have it, and you know, you're saying there is something about that. Um, but I, enjoying it, mate. I, I would like to know more about the cigars. Understand a little bit more about different types of tobacco, even different styles of cigars, how they're rolled. Um, but they're expensive, man. Um. I was looking at ones the other day. You're talking about 160 quid for maybe four or five decent cigars. Up to, yeah, I mean, you can go up the size you want. Um, but I'd like to understand a little bit more about them. Um, but I'm enjoying it. It's, it's nice. And again, I like it because, one, they are pricey compared to cigarettes. And I, I've I've not I don't have a desire to smoke cigarettes. I don't have a desire to, for like a craving for it. But definitely the ones that I have smoked so far have been enjoyable, uh, and I can see myself over time getting some more cigars when we build that wee collection. So that it's you know it's just maybe something you do, cut the boys' room, or you maybe going somewhere, you know, and you sit and have a drink, maybe a cigar, maybe quite nice. But so far, so far, so good, Andy boy. Um. Chris Vance, also on Facebook, Chris has asked, would you ever consider doing any other type of comedy, like improv or sketch? Um, I love improv, mate. Done quite a lot of improv. Um, it's a very difficult thing, improv. And I think that really tests someone's ability. And also, it's a good indication of their personality as well. Because improv is one of those things where you have to give rather than receive. That's what she said. You have to give uh, more. So you've got to be willing to fail to be good at improv. You've got to be willing to look stupid. But your job is to give to the other person. It's not for you to take the limelight. 
You know, it's not for you to take a, a punchline or, uh, you know, the glory. That's not what improv is. Improv is about passing. It's about giving something to the the group people, the other person, whatever, because you basically want to always give them something back because you want to keep it going as long as you can. It's like, a, if you look at, if you think about it as like a, a, a rally in tennis, right? You want to play a shot that looks exciting for the audience watching, but also isn't too aggressive or difficult for the other person to return. Does that make sense? So you want to keep that going back and forward as much as you can. And then eventually when either enough time has passed or you know it, you will make a conscious decision between whoever is in the, the rally, who's going to take it home, and then they fucking smash it out of the park, right? But I've done improv before with people who don't understand it and are not they're not nice people, you know? And, and they just shut you down. So you'll give them a line or you'll offer them something and they just bang, you know, punchline and they think that's what it is. But it's about feeding back and forward. And I love it, man. I love improv. And when you get to do improv with people who are also good, it's, it's brilliant. I did a... I do a gig um, called Night of the Museum. Um, and do it during the fringe hopefully we're going to do some more of them actually but I do it at the fringe and basically I am a host now it is an improv show right but again I don't think the organisers do enough to properly explain um, what the show is so some people turn up and they, they really fuck up spectacularly effectively and it's done at the National Museum of Scotland in Edinburgh so I am host MC of the night we will have three guests and the guests are all comics, and they are, their character, if you like, is that they are an expert in their field. We don't even know what their field is. Uh, and they come out, and we will put slides on the screen, and the slides are pictures of items that are in the National Museum of Scotland, and then we riff off it, we improvise it, right? And basically all what happens is, they will say that, you know, they're an expert in their field, they're welcome without, we'll have a wee bit of chat, you know, you know, you'll give them things like, for example... You always want to give them something, right? It's about giving information. So when a guest comes out, I will say, for example, thank you so much for being here. Um, I understand you were in Berlin last night giving a conference. And then they know that I'm, they go, yes, I was in Berlin. And they get to go off on that and then they back and forth, back and forth. And as long as you give a bit of information on the return, you can always get something back, right? For example, I understand you were in Berlin last night giving a conference. I was in Berlin, Scott. Thank you very much indeed for saying that. Bit of material, bit of material. And as you well know, as the chair of the board, yes, I've been on that board for quite some time. And things like that, right? Back and forth, back and forth. And you find it funny and you go for there. Then we bring the slides up and obviously they don't know what the slide is and they have to improvise whatever is on screen, right? And from that, hilarity ensues. Uh, and what I like doing is things like I'll say... I understand there is a, an ancient sea shanty or a song or a poem that goes with this piece. I can't obviously ask you to do it in front of these people, but I'm sure they would love to hear that. Would you be able to recite the poem for us? Then people make up things in the spot. And it's funny, right? But you get people who come on and they don't understand it and they try and wedge their jokes in, their material. And it falls 
so flat, so fast and so hard that it's painful to watch. Or you get people who panic and, and just rush through it. And the whole thing about improv is just being vulnerable and being able to say that, you know, not being afraid to fail. That's really what it is. But I did one last year with a guy called Luke McQueen. If you, I mean, you probably not heard him again because this fucking country and this industry is so terrible at promoting people. He's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. One of the best people I've ever done it with. And ended up with him, me and him, trousers down, stripped our boxers, um, doing some kind of weird improvised dance. Hilarious. Absolutely. One of the best gigs that I've done at that event and one of the best guests we've ever had on it. Luke McQueen, check him out. He's brilliant. But yes, Chris, I'd love to do some more sketch um, and some more improv. There's not a lot of improv in Scotland. There's not a lot, even the UK, and the improv acts that tour are very closed off, and uh, there's not a lot of improv nights, and any of the nights that I have seen that are improv are quite poor, to be honest. So, we'll see. But it's something that I love to do. It's a, it's a good skill to have as well. Not everyone has it. Thank you, Chris, for that on Facebook. Right, um, the legend Stephen Harry Wilson, Patreon member, fully paid up member of the Battlefield Army, you too can become a patron. Patreon.com forward slash Big Scott Gibson. Go to the website, click a button. It's a fucking link, man. Click a fucking button. Nana. Extra episode every week. Extra episode like this. You even get goodies, man. I sent out comedy albums. Interviews with friends. You know, old recordings of past friend shows. It's all available on Patreon. Fucking sign up for as little as $5. I mean, what's that? $5. It's like 10 pence. Sign up. Stephen Harry Wilson has asked uh, on Twitter, if they found a vaccine for COVID-19, would you get it? Oh, Stevie. Stevie, Stevie, Stevie. I don't know, mate. Fucking hell. I don't, I don't, I don't think I have it. I did have flu-like symptoms. I would say a month ago. I had a day where I felt like shit. Now, again, even as far down lockdown as we are, as far into this as we are, I still don't fully understand what is going on. And I know that might sound daft, but I'm just being honest. I understand you could have the virus and show no symptoms. I understand that you could have the virus and have all of the symptoms that you could possibly get. I understand that you can come into contact with people with the virus but not attract the virus. So it still feels as if everything is just your Donald Duck. So I don't know if I've had it and it's it's passed um, or if I just had the cold. I don't know if I am susceptible to it. And if there was a, a vaccine that was created, because I know they started doing clinical trials, human tests, like, fuck, 700 quid as well. I thought it was three grand for a test. I thought, like, listen, it's three grand, we give you COVID. I'd be like, mate, fucking geese it twice. But 700 quid? I'd still do it for 700, for cash, 700 cash on the day. Of course, I'd still do it. Um, 
so here's the here's the new conspiracy theory, right? Fucking hell, man! And again, it's back to it's back to five G in the Chinese. So here's a new one. They have put out this virus to cull off the weak. Okay. Anyone who has underlying health conditions, anyone who's vulnerable, gone, or as many of them as they can get out. Then they introduce a vaccine which you get, which has antibodies and, and small uh, forms of the virus put into your bloodstream, okay? We leave that a few months, everybody's happy and fine, then the 5G masks go up, we switch them on, and everybody fucking turns into a robot. Now that's what I've heard, right? And again, it sounds like a wonderful movie plot. Is that what's going to happen? I don't know, man. Are they fucking trying to control us through 5G's like drones? I don't know. But I imagine if they get a... A... Uh, what's it called? A vaccine, sorry. Fucking, I forgot that word. If they get a vaccine for it, um, we'll all take it. I imagine it would probably get to the water supply first and you'll be encouraged to drink tap water for a couple of days or, you know, make your tea and coffee with tap water. That'll probably be the first thing that they would do. Um, so I don't really think you'd have a choice. In it. I, I certainly wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't have a problem taking a vaccine. I think all these conspiracy theories that they're trying to kill us or try to kill the population. I don't think that's true, uh, and I don't believe it because they need slaves. They need people to work in the factories. They need people to deliver dominoes. The rich need us, you know. Remember that they need us, um, and the sooner people realise that, the better the world will be, because then we can unite and we can storm the rich and we can burn their houses and take their wealth and kill their family, you know. But until that time comes, hey, watch Unorthodox on Netflix. <laughs> Subscribe to my Patreon, Stephen Harry Wilson. you think you're losing your mind, big man. What do you think? What do you think, Harry Wilson? Do you think they'll try to kill us? Would you take the vac? Would you take the vaccine? <sighs> maybe that's maybe that's the, the the twist in the movie. You know, the last third when they start dishing out vaccines and one guy pretends he gets a vaccine, but Disney and he's the only one that fucking isn't he switched on. You know, with the Chinese fucking death assassin. Ah! He's like, oh, shit! I've got to get the fucking five G done. Here's the thing, see if the option was everybody you know becomes a fucking flesh-eating zombie but you get faster internet I'd take the fucking chance. How can internet be so fucking slow? 2020 for God's sake. One thing I'll say about this flat, this was a godsend moving here man, see if we'd been locked in the old place, oh fucking hell, it would have been hell, it would have been hellish. More space, better internet, nicer bit. Also, the shower man. Can I just say, whoever fitted the shower in this flat, you, you deserve a knighthood, right? Forget the old bastards walking up and down a garden. The fucking cunt that fitted that shower, make him a sir. Anybody who's lived in flats, right? Especially in Scotland, I don't know if it's a Scottish thing. Sometimes your shower is 
beyond pish. You would get you get more pressure if your partner filled her mouth with water and spat at you than what comes out of some of these showers. My old flat, the shower, you, you would basically go in there and you would get wet. You wouldn't get washed, right? You wouldn't clean yourself. You would just get wet, right? And then you'd hope that because you can fucking smoke box it, that the steam would clean you, right? But see this shower. Oh my god. I've never felt as clean as a newborn baby. First time I used it. I've never been as clean. I love it. Problem being now, I don't want to leave a shower. And uh, I'm taking quite self indulgent 15 minute showers, you know? There are some uh, crevices which are being cleaned three, four, five times over. You know? What a shower, man. I think that that's that's up there. That's I never realised how important that is in my life. I've done it before when I've gone to hotels, you know, and I phoned the missus and I went, You wouldn't believe how good this shower is. You wouldn't believe it. No, I've got I've got one right there. It's through that door. Through that door, into the hall, through the next door. There it is. What a shower, man. Do you have a good shower? Hey, get in touch. <laughs> Send me pictures of your shower, eh? Go on Patreon, man. Maybe we'll we'll continue this discussion on Patreon. Shower watch. <laughs> right, we're nearly there. Fucking hell, Gibbo. Um, David Exley on Twitter has asked if you could choose one celebrity to isolate with, who would it be? Um, who would it be, David? Obviously, there's people out there, uh, mad shaggers. You're going to pick. Um, some bird to be locked up with but I'm telling you right now you need to think about the situation you're in okay you're in isolation you're in this current situation where we are in lockdown but we still get freedom of movement to an extent I'm gonna go with a chef because I want them fucking cooking right And I think I might go Ramsey. I think I might go Ramsey. Because I got a good bit of chat about the football. I want to find out if uh, all the stories about him shagging Gary Lineker are true. Um, and he's going to make a good bit of dinner. Plus, I think he'd probably be quite happy because he's got a young baby, family. He'd probably get him away from the family for a bit, you know. He can calm down. They can calm down, you know, they can maybe walk about without the fear of getting leathered. Um, so let's say Ramsey. Why not? You know? Or, if I was going for a bit of banter, I've, I've really got any Bobby Lee recently, man, American comic, Bobby Lee. Good bands, man. Got a couple of po- One, Tiger Belly is his podcast. He does another one, Bad Friends, with uh, an American comic, Andrew Santino. Uh, Santino. Uh, you should check them out as well, man. Both uh, available on Spotify, uh, I believe, and both on YouTube. Uh, Tiger Belly and Bad Friends. Great podcast, man. So maybe, maybe I get one of the fucking lockdown with Bobby Lee. Don't know. Difficult, difficult question. But thank you for asking, David. Um, maybe I'd rotate it week in, week out, you know? I think if I could be locked down anywhere, I'd want to be locked down in LA right now. It, it, it doesn't seem to be strict. 
their movement is the UK. Not that I'm not that I'm really that bothered about that. I mean, I think maybe we should all be a bit tighter. America's losing the fucking plot, man. But um, I think this situation that you're in when you're at home would be, of course, it would be a lot easier if you were up on the Hollywood Hills with a swimming pool and a jacuzzi. I mean, life would be a piece of piss. Sitting fucking getting a jacuzzi on the go every day. Not a fucking care in the world. Aye, LA, man. I'm thinking a lot about LA. You know, I've got friends out there. It's in my head a lot, man. I don't know if it's because a lot of the big American comics that I enjoy watching or listening to are now in LA. Guys that you really should should check out, man. Bobby Lee, Andrew Santino, Tim Dillon. Um, I can't remember, he's just gone blank there as well. Theo Vaughn, fucking brilliant. Lot, a lot of good comics, and uh, LA seems to be, I suppose it's like, I was going to say it's like here, but nothing, it's just London, London, that's it. But New York and LA used to kind of flux between the two, didn't it? I think the best comics still come out of New York, but LA is obviously the industry and it's the place to be now, but I, I think that would be a good place to be locked up if you had a pool and a bit of warm weather. Lovely jubbly. Um, Thank you very much, David. Thank you for asking the question, man. Right, let's... Uh, let's fucking bring this one to an end. Another episode, team. Episode 26, man. Look at us. Oh, my God. I nearly forgot. We have hit... 10,000 downloads on the podcast. I'm going to be honest with you. I hoped we would have done it long before now, but we've done it. We've smashed 10,000 downloads. So huge thank you to everybody who has helped the podcast grow to the point where it is. And that has been done by you guys. It's not been done by me. I've just said words into a mic. It's been done by you guys. So thank you to everybody who has listened, who has shared the podcast and who subscribes, it's the biggest thing, if you enjoy it, if you enjoy the chat and the show, please do share it with as many people as you can, put the links on your social medias, subscribe to the show, whatever way you get your podcast and whatever platform it is, if you can, please subscribe to the channel on SoundCloud, please subscribe to the channel on YouTube, and just share, share the fuck out of this thing man, because 10,000 is great, but we want to fucking grow it, man, and get as many people as we can. Every single Wednesday, episode will drop. If you want to get some more stuff or you enjoy listening to the show and you think, I want to support the big man a little bit more, become a patron. You will get an extra episode every single week, every Friday. Patron-only episode drops, and there'll be a whole load of extra goodies going out there. Um, over the next couple of weeks, there'll be comedy albums, there'll be interviews... Um, with other people there'll be a whole load of stuff and you can sign up for as little as five dollars which is fuck all so please do consider doing that um right now um it is the only form of fucking income i've got uh so get the patreon help us out man uh subscribe to the show share it where you can and uh remember to check out the quiz we do a, a weekly quiz on the Facebook page, which is Scott Gibson Comedy, and the next quiz is tonight, every single Wednesday night, I'll be doing a quiz for the duration of lockdown, and then after that, we'll probably go to fortnightly, 
uh, or maybe monthly, depending on what the demand is. But tonight, as you listen to this, join me on Facebook uh, for another quarantine quiz. Kicks off at 8.30pm, runs for about an hour and 10 minutes. Um, and it's been good, it's been a good laugh. So do that, enjoy the show, subscribe, like, comment, share it, and uh, become a patron, man. Five dollars. Get you all the extra goodies. It's a, fuck, it's a way to go, man. It's a way to go. Thanks for listening, team. Uh, as always, stay safe, look after yourself, wash your hands and your asshole. Any questions or topics for our other podcasts, get in touch. I'll see you in the battlefield soon. Onwards. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.